tuned into the greatest. You are now tuned into the greatest. Oh, 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 oh my God. It's the Fearless Podcast with Arian Simone. Kelly, <laughs> we are live right now at the Fearless Podcast. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> I have my best friend, Kelly Farrell Owens, right here with me. We've been friends for, um, I don't know, since we were 10. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 30 years. Yes. Well, no. Give, us, give me my Almost. two years. Give me my two years. We're 38, Kelly. We're 38. I'm taking all my years. So basically, as you guys know, season two are, has been all about my relationships with my family and my close friends. I've had my sisters on, my cousin Candace on. Toby did a recap of the Fearless Retreat. And Kelly, we had a very monumental weekend. Not this weekend. Well, every weekend's a monumental weekend. But last weekend, um, we celebrated our 20-year high school reunion. Whoop, whoop. Yes. CT fired up. Cast Tech High School, Detroit, Michigan. Yes, Kelly, all the shout-outs, all the shout-outs. But you know where we can start? We could actually start with growing up in Detroit. And the reason why, Katara started season two off, and she started off by talking about what it was like to grow up in Detroit. And she said, Arianne, when, when we all got to FAMU, she said all the Detroiters had businesses. She said, you and Kelly handed me a business card when I met y'all the first day on the set. <laughs> And I said, well, yeah. And she's like, that, that's, that's what your mindset was. She said, nobody else was thinking like that in a collegiate environment. And I said, well, I guess this is just, you know, who we are. And she said, well, what was it like to grow up in Detroit in the 80s and 90s? So I'm going to pose that question to you. What was it like to grow up in Detroit in the 80s and the 90s? Because you've technically been an entrepreneur since you were a kid. Mm -hmm. You had a business out the basement. I did from the time I was in fifth grade, 10 years old. You know, Detroit is... Um, a very and was a very freeing kind of place to be in in the 80s and the 90s because number one is 85% black and it was 88 growing up it was 88 I don't know what it is today yeah we I don't know what it is today either they, they they're under a million but to be in an environment where um, you know, everyone is black from the postal man to your principal to the judges and to the mayor is very empowering and liberating growing up. Um, and we grew up in the inner city, but we grew up in a very, um, you know, middle class environment. And so we had a lot of exposure to things that I think other communities didn't have as it relates to you know, the business piece in Detroit, people hustle and they grind and people have a lot of, um, I think energy and tenacity and determination. I don't really know where that comes from, but everybody is interested in making their own way from a collective perspective, right? It's not, it's not in this way of like, I'm going to make my own way and I'm going to try to hold you back. Like, we have a very collective um, mindset. And I think when we got to college, um, it just continued on. That was just the norm, you know? Yeah, you, you, you start working when you're 14, 15, but you also have a side job. You know, what else can you do? What other skills do you have? How can you, you monetize that? Because as a black city, we're essentially we're self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's good. Um, what was your high school experience like? She wanted to hear about all of that, too. I said, oh, my gosh, Katara. You know, it's funny. We were talking about this at the reunion about how um, we were talking about this, how advanced we were emotionally and mentally. We were just too grown overall. We were, but we were very... I'm not going to say anything appropriate. But Mm -hmm. we were worldly. You know, we were aware of our surroundings, good, bad, and indifferent. We were listening to music that I would not allow my kids to listen to today. We were. But you got to think, that was the 80s and 90s. So this is the time of, you know, hip-hop is... You're transitioning from gangster rap to what's you know, Uncle Puff, Luke Skywalker or to something? Uncle Luke, you know, into the mid '90s when you know No Limit is coming, and so. But those that music that I'm talking about were mixes, and they they were not appropriate. Now the Detroit, because like mixes, how Chicago has house the Detroit music, Detroit has music mixes. was off the chain. It was off the chain, and we didn't realize it till we, we were 38. Know, at this it reunion, and we were listening to this like this and is not right. And we were dancing to this music. We were going to clubs and setting up routines and dancing <laughs> to this music. You and I were queen for a routine. And we always had a routine. We didn't need to be listening to that music, but I don't think our parents knew what it, what what it said. Something was wrong. they couldn't have because you know what? Have. When I heard it, and I said, you know what? Your mother and my mother both chaperoned so much. Mm-hmm. Your mom and my mom were very involved in our lives. They were at the parties. They were the mothers that were the volunteers. Mm-hmm. So if moms were showing up there to chaperone, our moms are cool moms who everybody wanted around. And maybe that's why they wanted our moms around because they did not know what was being said. I don't know. And then we also said, like, we, we we were reflecting on this. Like, we were... We were great kids. We were good kids. Like, generally speaking, in the grand scheme of things, we were good kids. We got good grades. We were very Chase involved. is a good kid. Would you allow him to listen to that music, Kelly? I would not <laughs> let him listen to... Uh, you know, bang, 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 skeet, 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 which was probably about the cleanest, the cleanest <laughs> the one, one. you can think of right now, the top <laughs> that, of your head. That was the cleanest one out of them all. I mean, I would not have him listen to bang, 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 skeet, skeet, skeet. And it was like, those were the only words repeated over and over and over again. How do you not know what they're saying? I don't know. But we were good <laughs> kids. And so maybe they thought, listen, I will tell you, my mom says this today. She says, listen, the thing is with music, and you know, we are a very open musical house. Oh, yeah. So the thing she says is, my husband is a producer and he works with, you know, Neo, but she's always like, music, there's always music that's controversial for the time. Yeah. She always says that. She says when it was, you know, her time, I don't know if it was Marvin Gaye and it was very sexual and Teddy Pendergrass and... There was always something controversial. She said, and it will always be something controversial. And that's the great thing about music is that it speaks to the controversy that's going on. Now, I think she thought from that perspective that that, that was that, part of that. That was part of that, but that was not going to shape who we are. Like, we were not necessarily going to act on the music and the lyrics that we heard. We was acting on them on the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> now, according to those videos, which were soft porn, <laughs> as so far as I can say right now, those videos and those, um, the, what was it, the senior? So let me be clear, because Kelly um, said soft porn up, 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 up on the Fearless podcast. That, that rolling and popping. We had a lot of dance moves that, that were... That were 
risque. Yes. <laughs> a lot of them. Two live crew. Yes. Dance moves. Fully clothed. We were fully clothed. I'm just about fully to give. The, I said, let me give this closure. We, we were not. We were not naked by any means. We did not have bathing We were fully clothed, but the dance moves were definitely like. I look back like, what the heck was going on? And our parents were there chaperoning. They were. Our moves were hot. I I'm trying to think. Did they ever break anybody up? Yes, they broke people up. Oh, <laughs> yes, we got broken up before. You'll remember going on, um, I'm not going to say the organization, but we were in an organization and we went on a trip. You can say the organization. No, I cannot oh. say the organization. <laughs> yes. Oh, got you. A, a well-renowned organization. Uh, but nevertheless, I can remember going to parties and them being broken up or even going to some of those private school parties. Private school parties. Remember the U of D used to have the bang? Oh, the boom, U of was the D boom had or the parties, bang, yeah. The bang party or whatever, boom party, whatever it was. They would break stuff up. We were throwing most of the parties. Yes, the parties at your house. That's where I um, met my husband. <laughs> Fifteen. Mm-hmm. You met Stacy at the pool party at my house. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Those pool parties are iconic. Mm-hmm. People still talk. We're 38. People still talking about the pool parties they today. still talk about them pool parties. Those are the oh best my parties gosh. ever. Everybody. Didn't matter if you went to public school. No, we school, had representations from players. 27 high schools yes. and hundreds of kids didn't in the matter. backyard. Ninth grade, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade. We sometimes had people coming back from. Yes, this was an annual event that Michigan folks were like State. out in the building. They're like, this is where it's at. Oh my I would gosh. also say back to your question about, um, you know, high school. Um, we were very connected as a community. That's one of the things that I always mm. feel like I miss being in Atlanta um, because it's just geographically so spread out. And Detroit, by no means, is a small city, geographically speaking. But, um, matter of fact, the city of Detroit is probably geographically larger than the city of Atlanta. But people, it's nothing for someone to drive down the street and say, oh, I'm going to go stop by Arian's house today, say hi, spend some time oh, with yeah. her mom, you know, go over there and get, um, you know, dinner with Kari's mom at over at their house, or I'm going to do this, or I'm in Palmer Park, and I'm going to stop by this person's house. It's nothing for you to do that and just have a get-together, and so it was very collect, and people trust it. They trust it. Like, you could call so-and-so and say, oh, I'm over, you know. Tommy's house or Jamar Throw's house, mm-hmm. you know, whoever. I'm throwing out people's names. Hopefully, they not. <laughs> they're fine. We're friends with them, their wives, and everybody else. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was community. It was collective. We had a lot of fun. We also, you know, were the popular crew. Yeah. So, I think that probably helped. Clearly, what helped? With what the fun? Um, well, I think in, yeah, with the fun and just our perspective. Oh, I know what saying. Yeah, we don't. Oh, yeah, you're right. You our know? perspective of high school was a very great time. Because <clears throat> we were popular. We were, you know, we were very involved. Squad. We were cheerleaders. We were swim team, cast tech, Miss Cast Tech, Miss Popular, class president, National Honor Society. Yeah. I mean, we were smart, social, fun, and popular. So our lens was... Um, you know, our lens was from that perspective. Now, yeah. clearly, when we got to the reunion, 
and they did the mock elections. Kelly, we're we not going to have that on the podcast. Well, I thought we were recapping the reunion. Okay, okay now. Oh, Lord. You know people listening to this, but go ahead. I think that... Go ahead. This is your, t- your story. Cl- you I think that it. it was clear we weren't popular anymore <laughs> No, we are still popular. We are popular <laughs> out here in the real world, honey. Well, I think everybody gets their chance to be selected for my collections. Kelly, I will just say uh, okay. that we were this up and down <laughs> all the my collections let, let in this, 1999. Let this, go, let this go right, please, Lord. Please, and Lord. It was a great ceremony at so, the reunion. Lord have mercy. And we enjoy watching let's, other people. Let's talk about other parts of the reunion. Okay, so we go. We go. <laughs> she said, watch, enjoy watching other people get served. But like she said, she's a former Miss Cast Tech. I was former class popular, class best dressed. Like, we held a lot of titles. We were, yeah, the cool kids. We were also the smart kids. We were also mm-hmm. the very involved kids. We also did a lot of community service. We were those kids. So when I hear people make a stereotype about the prom queen slash cheerleader girl, I get so offended sometimes. So I'm like, well, that was me. What do you mean? She's not a mean girl. We were nice, popular kids. No, we kids. were not we mean were very, girls. So I, I mean, hear a we lot of stuff like that. But we involved were, in community service. And we loved we everybody. Were, we didn't yeah. have no beef or nothing like that with anybody. But we did. We went back to... We the, were friends with everybody. We drive. were. The nerds. We were friends with everybody. To, to everybody. The athletes, to, you know people that may not have been as popular to whoever it was but, all love and all disclosure in case anybody from our illustrious institution is listening um jada did say you know because we're not involved in the facebook group that we have for our class and she did reveal that you know some people had harbored feelings about not basically receiving the recognition in high school and that certain people as in us um but no names were thrown out of course you know, basically we're always recognized. So Jada, in her defense, she said, well, you could have gotten involved too. She said, I didn't take your spot. I took my spot. And that was just fair. It was, you know, we all had the opportunity. But, you know, being a more mature person at this age, I'm very sensitive to that. And I'm like, oh, gosh, I wish we had known that some people were harboring these feelings because we could have spent more fellowship time, you know, just we partied hard at every union, but spent more fellowship time just community and getting to knowing people on a personal level to where these feelings you know could be resolved in just a race but I do think indirectly that that definitely still had happened but I hate that people had those feelings like I didn't know anybody had those feelings I said we were living life enjoying life but just being sensitive well that was our lens yeah like you said that was our lens that was theirs but having that like I'm like oh gosh I hate you felt that way because Whoever you are that felt that way, you know, you're beautiful in your own right. And who you are, you are enough, you know. And whatever it was you chose to do or wanted to do, you you can definitely go do it. Like, I would have definitely encouraged that. So, that can be said about that. But what I want to talk about is the eight of us. Mm -hmm. That we made a pact because people were talking about they were going to the reunion. Some of us were, some weren't. And I honestly wasn't was, going to go. Oh, I was with you. I was only going to go for even Friday. And I was going to be a be out day because we planned on being a be out day. So I know we plan on going. Yeah. Um. So fam, you, our college has a be out day. Kelly and I went to go lightly together, cast tech together and fam, fam you, you together. So our college had an event. So we were like, oh, we're going to go to the college event. And then people start talking about reunion and we just start figuring out. I said, let me tell you something. Either the crew is in this, we all in or we all out. We got to figure this out. Either we're doing this or we're not doing this. So we made a pact saying we all had to be in. And we all got ourselves together and got ourselves there. And we had an iconic photo shoot. 
And talk about that. Talk about the relationships of us because what we do have is rare and we all got emotional and shed tears. Yeah, so it's eight of us. Um, it's five girls, three guys, and um, we have all grew up together and and connected in different ways. Me and Cameron basically known each other since kindergarten. We went to Go Lightly starting out in kindergarten together. Um, and then me and Karia, you know, met like in second grade, second, third grade, I feel like. And then Angela came to our middle school, elementary school in fifth grade. And at the time, Arian and I had already had a relationship through outside organization. And I feel like you were doing We were dance. in Jack and Jill together. We were in Jack and Jill together. And I feel like you were doing Oh, I was dancing with Dina. Yeah, yeah you were dancing. Since I was like eight or nine. So yeah, eight, maybe nine. Yeah. And we were connected through that way. And me and Cliff, uh, one of our male best friends, um, he and I were on the same swim team together from the time we were seven. So you're talking about people. Some of these folks are This is way before high school. You know, 20, 25, almost 30 years. And Edmund... Was Cam's neighbor. Um, was Cameron's neighbor. But also Clifton's... Um, Cousins. They were, no, they, no. They were in school together. At Hampton. Yes, they were at Hampton so together. This is so I crazy. forgot about that. All they, of that, they went all to the, Hampton together. We they all did. intertwined. We all intertwined in some way or shape or form. And ended up at the, in high school together. And ended up in high school together. And, and Jada played academic games in middle school. There was a Hallie. rabbit. No, she was at Spain. Spain. That's yeah, right. She was at Halley. I think one of them was at Halley. I can't. She remember. was. Yeah, that's right. She was at Spain. She played academic games, and so did I. And so we knew each other. Yeah, and so did I in middle school. From it's just crazy from that, and we all ended up you know, in high school at, together. In high school together. I came a little bit later. Kelly didn't even start Cast Tech with us. She... Yeah, I started at Renaissance, but that's okay. My mama got with the program, switched me over, and transferred me where I was supposed to be. Nobody, yes. no one even knew. <laughs> no, nobody does Didn't know. Skip a beat. That's how big the school was. But you know, it's it's awesome to say that you have had friends that long, and you reminded me of that note I put in my memory book about you know your true friends are those that you've had before high school. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until I got to fam, and later in life, how rare that is. Oh yeah, because so many people. <clears throat> their friendship circles start with college. Much. And I'm like, no, we've had friends since elementary school. What are mm-hmm. you talking about? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I don't know what I would do without y'all on so many different levels and so many different stages of life to where I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. And we may not talk all the time, all of us, but we, when we do, we pick up and it's like right, we left change, off. you know, and... Some of us are married now. Some of us have kids, have our own businesses, um, have moved to Most other married. cities. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, life takes different changes mm-hmm. and, and hits different curves. But the foundation that we have is, I think, unbreakable. Yeah, it's you know? rooted in something. Yeah. I mean, it's rooted in principle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our families know each other. They, you know, have a lot of respect for one another. I can go over anyone's house mm-hmm. and talk to their parents. And it's love. And there's something to be said when you were talking about the community. And you're, you're right. 
I never even looked at it that way until you said that recently about how we just had community. Because it was nothing for somebody to drop by the house. Nothing. It was nothing. 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 And it was nothing for, you know, and part of it's proximity, but it was nothing for someone to be like, okay, look, I'm, I'm, I'm coming over. You're not there. You're like, I'm going to You be, just catch their mama in the You just catch their mama <laughs> in the interim, right, until they get there. Or sometimes you might go over to their neighbor's house. Yeah. Like, you could go across the street. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah, that you is know? wild. That is so wild. Because I remember plenty of times walking down from my grandma's house to your house. Mm-hmm. But I, street lights go down, and I got to get back. <laughs> That's right. My grandmother came down with her pistol. Arian! Nani yelling down the street. Yes, I had to get back. But there, there, that is something. What are some of the principles about friendship that you instill in your children today? That we, of course, it was instilled in us because we're a product of something. Oh, we I wouldn't can be, tell you. We wouldn't be holding these friendships the way, or we, we hold the friendships the way we do because of our value systems. That's what it is. We have a common value system. Yeah. Loyalty and honesty. I can tell you those. I mean, I teach my kids that right now. I mean, I, I my son had a situation where um, a kid was telling him that he was going to be his friend only if he gave him his prizes that he was winning at school. And I told the first time it happened, I said, oh, that's so so sweet and kind of you to give that away. The second time it happened, I said, hmm, what did he say to you? And oh, so you didn't know what he said. I didn't know what he said. Gotcha. I was like, Kelly, you would never tolerate that. Uh-uh. No, no, no. Chase told me the first time. He just said, you know what? I did it because it was the right thing to do, and I should do things for others. And I said, that's sweet. And the second time it happened, he, I said, so you gave away your prize again? He said, yeah, you know, so he didn't get oh, one. He he thought it was, I thought it was the right thing to do. I said, yes, but how did he know to ask you for it, that you had it? And he said, well, he said, you know, he was going to be my friend. I said, let me tell you something about friends. Mm-hmm. Friends don't take your prizes away from you. They celebrate you. That's not a real friend. And I don't have a problem telling my children who is and who is not a real friend because you need to be able to have learn that discernment now <laughs> so that you that are not learning it when you are 15 or 18 or 22 you have the foundation to understand what is a good friend so you know how to treat a good friend um and i think honesty you know you have to be honest with your friends about what it is you like what it is you need and you need to respect them giving you honesty back we're honest with each other all the time mm-hmm and we were even talking about that. Like, there's things that we will say to each other that most people will not say to each other. Yeah. And it's all in love. Yeah. And transparency. Because if you if your real friends don't tell you when, girl, you know, you got lipstick on your teeth or your wig is shifted or whatever it <laughs> might be, you know, you ain't got no good friends. Because I'm not going to let you come out the house looking like crazy with me, next to me. I, I want somebody that's going to tell me, like, girl, you ain't got it together. Go back and switch. Your pants ain't right. You need to put on them pants. Change them shoes. We good. <laughs> Completely. So I'll say something that's funny. I'm not going to go into detail. But on our, we have a group text, of course. Well, all of us are on the text, the eight of us. And when our photo had got edited, this is not about me. This is about all of us. Yeah. Kelly went down and basically gave some very direct and blunt <laughs> observations about different changes she felt had happened to the phone. <laughs> Including those that happened to me. 
Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> we don't put ourselves, we're not off limits. We'll talk, we'll get ourselves together, too. But I said, only us. Yes. I said, like you said, some other people would not have those conversations. So you said loyalty and honesty. And is there anything else? I think there's something to be said now um, about being intentional. Because now that we're older and realize that what yes. we have is rare, yeah, um, we're making an effort to be more intentional mm-hmm. about our communication. Mm-hmm. And I think that is... Um, that that's definitely important. Just well, being- and I would say, I think, you know, I think you have to do it at all ages and stages in the game, as I'm thinking about it with my kids, because, again, remember, we were in a community and uh, we were in an environment in a city where community was the norm and was promoted. You know, it was it was fostered. So we didn't have to do as much work to be intentional mm-hmm. as kids. But because of where we are today, the type of society we live in, we all have to be intentional. And I think if we were younger in this society today, we would still have to be intentional. So I, I just to you know punctuate your point, intentionality is always good. Um, things do happen organically, but you have to give and foster relationships, all of them, whether they're friendships, love relationships, you just have to foster them. And that's what we're going to do next. That's our next chapter is, you know, we're going to take the time and be intentional to make sure that we can meet up on a regular basis yearly or every other year. Um, because that's important. We need to stay in touch with our families, each other's families that we yeah, have Yeah, and the children need to know the each other. The children need to know each other. You know, we need to also continue to foster our network. We have businesses. Folks have ideas that they are mm-hmm. fostering. And that's the power that we can harness is within our relationships and our network that other communities do that we have an opportunity to take advantage of and and funnel it and channel it in a positive direction that is going to be beneficial for all of us. I definitely agree. Um, There was something I was definitely going to say about that because we're all in different cities. Had we all went back home to Detroit, mm-hmm. that would have been our norm. It would have been our norm. Absolutely, it would have yeah. been our norm. That would have been our norm. But we are in different cities. But luckily, at the time when we're now in different cities, that there's actually technology. Yes. So had we been like our parents' generation and moved to different cities, this you wouldn't pro- have seen each other. This wouldn't even be in question. Or I wouldn't say we wouldn't have seen each other. We would have saw each other at the reunion. But the communication, how do you keep up in between the time? Yeah. You know, it would have been more limited. Now yeah. we, we have the opportunity due to technology to be able to stay abreast, to be able to check in more consistently and maintain the relationship way more than we would have ever been able to at when we left in 99, still wearing beepers. Were, were <laughs> pagers in then? Pagers? Pagers were in. And pay phones. You had to go page and then go Yeah, because I was going through my memory book <laughs> and I saw something, a word, and I didn't know what I was writing. And then I realized, I said, Arian, you were writing a word from, from a pager. Yes. Page code. Yes. Page text. Yes. <laughs> Pager text. Ah. And I when said. When you write the word, when you put the numbers together. and you, It, it uh, looks like a word. Yes. Down, and I said. You got to turn that page upside down. Let me see what I this said, is. I said, oh my gosh. Make a oh nine into a, uh, make a six into a G. 
I said, oh my gosh, what is happening? Oh, that's funny. I know. So you guys have heard us reminisce. You all, this is Kelly. This is Chase and Carter's mother. And I can say that because, you know, your kids are my stories. I know. So my audience sees your children. They just don't see you as often. I get Kelly on every now and then, but the kids are on more consistently because they're entertaining. So this 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 is their mother. This is their mother. And like she said, she married somebody from our hometown who she met at 15. They didn't get together until we were, what, 24? Mm-hmm. But they met then. It was so cute. He had the biggest crush on her in high school and would tell me, like, oh, my gosh, Kelly's just so beautiful. <laughs> and Lord have mercy. Lo and behold, we run into him. I had just graduated. I think this is after, co- after college for me, still during college for you, back mm-hmm. home in Detroit on, on a holiday break. And they hit it off, and the rest is history. History. Yes. So that is definitely a cute story. And I'm trying to think if there are any other lessons. So loyalty, the honesty, being intentional. Um, anything you remember from the weekend? Mm. I think those are the, the the high points. I think that um being understanding, you know, there was some things that we talked about. Um, over the weekend that um, people shared, things that people shared in that it took them time to come to a place where they could share those things. Yeah, we're definitely at a place of vulnerability and maturity. Yeah, I think that... The guys included. The guys included. And I think that um, a part of, you said, you know, the principles of being friends is to be okay with letting things go and addressing them later and or being understanding that somebody may need the space acceptance of growth Mm -hmm, to grow Mm -hmm, in the process yeah I I will definitely say that but we, we all I would say out of even all eight of us I think we all exercise empathy mm-hmm. we do exercise empathy well that's one thing I can definitely say. Um, well, that's it. I'm going to wrap this up. We gave the people these principles of friendship. Any last words? I can't say where they can find you because you're not on social. Usually when you wrap up these type of things, you're like, oh, my gosh, what's next? Where I'm on social 313 Kells. Kelly, when you post? 2013? You didn't ask me when I posted. You asked me if I was on there. Oh, Lord. I got a handle. Yes, that you don't <laughs> use. You need, to, you need to handle your handle. <laughs> How about that? Hand, at least post a group photo of us. Handle your handle. Handle your handle. Yes. I'm handling my handle. Well, that's hashtag it for today. That. She said hashtag that. That's it for today's episode. You guys stay tuned for the next season two episode. I will talk with you guys soon. Love y'all. Thanks for tuning in to the Fearless Podcast with Arian Simone. Subscribe to the podcast and leave a five-star review.